0: You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio, with cast number 583 for Wednesday, February 10th, 2016. Today, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com.
1: Hey, everybody. Todd from White Roof Radio. We are without DB this evening because his parents are in town, and uh, he's been suffering from a bit of a fever. So, I don't know if there's anything connected there, or what, but we're without DB tonight, and he deserves a week off. And Alex is in the midst of traveling, so to his new home, away from home, soon to be his permanent home of San Francisco. So, yes, I'm outing it right now. Alex is moving to San Francisco. And instead... We have our head mechanic, Chad Miller from Detroit Two. Chad, how's it going? Hello, hello. And our special guest this evening, uh, Mr. Brian Dallas from the Seattle area. Can I call it that? The Seattle area.
2: You can call it whatever you like. The Puget Sound, the, the Seattle area, whatever you want. To call
1: it. The PS. <laughs>
2: yeah. PS. Yeah.
1: The PS area. <laughs> So, uh, and and Brian, um, you're a longtime uh, uh, mini enthusiast. You've had, how many minis have you had to this point? Uh,
2: Collectively, between my wife and myself, seven.
1: Seven, holy crap. And you currently work for, I'm not going to say it necessarily, uh, you work for a mini dealer. You're a mini genius there, right? That is correct, yeah. And uh, we'll get into that in a little bit, kind of whatever. We've had a mini genius on the show before. Oh my gosh! I'm stuck for his name from from uh, the uh, Utah dealer there. I'm gonna think of it here. Uh, Tony Paulson. <laughs> uh, it's
2: nice it's,
1: it's nice, Tony, if you're listening. I'm sure you appreciate it. I I, uh, I grabbed your name. I'm terrible with names, by the way, so don't hold it against <laughs> me. Because uh, I bought one of your prints, which are very cool. We'll have to link those up in the show notes again. But anyway, so we'll talk to Brian uh, this evening about you know being a mini genius and. Kind of your life a little bit there, with not divulging too much. Anyway, you're not here to give us like the inside scoop. You're here as kind of an enthusiast, for the
2: absolutely for
1: the most part.
2: I'm here as a friend of White River Radio and have been a friend of White Roof Radio for a long time.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, Brian, I think I've known you for gosh, at least probably four or five years to this point. Easily, yeah. Yep, yep. So you're you're a frequent uh, um, attendee of many events. Gosh, we've uh, we've hung together at Amviv, many takes the states, and good lord, I don't know what else. The Dragon, have you been White to the Dragon? Five
2: hundred you- show five hundred. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him in uh, in Phoenix there.
1: That's, yeah, that's right, that's right. Have you been to the Dragon yet, Brian?
2: No, that's definitely on the bucket list. Is, is definitely hit the Dragon. Um, it's so
1: hard when you're so far away out there, about as far as you can get from the Dragon in the U.S. Pretty
2: much, yeah. I mean, it's it's a haul. Whether I truck my car out there or whether we drive it out there, whatever. I mean, it's just not, it's not easy for either one of us.
1: Chad goes every year. Chad's the king of the dragon. Uh, I don't know about the king, but we're definitely there.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's coming up again. Speaking of the dragon, it is coming up uh, again, what do I say, early May this year? Uh, yeah, second
3: week of May. It's like the
1: uh, 14th, I think it starts. Yep, yep. Well, and registration is open at minisonthedragon.com. Is that right or is it .org?
3: Nope uh, com. Yeah .com. Uh, Minis on the dragon.com. And and uh, group drives are going to be starting to be signed up here uh, February twelfth. As uh, I'm getting a little bit from the background here, thank you. And um, it uh, we're, we've been planning newer, newer and greater things. We're coming up with uh, some raffle prizes that we may have uh, floating through the Detroit June tenth this year. Uh, <clears throat> I actually have access to a uh, one of those like uh, Plinko wheel type things that you would, you know see at <laughs> oh, uh, nice. The Price is Right. So yeah, 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 yeah. If it fits in the van, it may actually come with us, and we may end up uh, doing a bunch of uh, prize giveaways uh, every day for people that uh,
1: that buy items from us. Oh, that is awesome! That is, That's awesome. That is awesome. It's going to be a busy year for for mini events this year. Of course, yeah, definitely. Mini, of course, Mini Takes the States is coming up. Um, there is Southwest Mini Fest going to be happening just a few weeks before that out in the uh, Phoenix area so we'll be talking more about that coming up here our man db is all over it because it's in his backyard but uh anyway yeah it's going to be uh it's going to be a really busy year and to kick off the year well before we kick off the year we're gonna let db throw in a little spot here and talk about one of our sponsors
0: let's take a minute pay some bills let's uh, remind you guys about our friends over at Outmotoring, outmotoring.com we love these guys you love these guys don't you of course you do. You know why you love them. They're the Mini Cooper parts superstar for real. They're like Amazon.com for Mini Cooper stuff. You know what kind of stuff Outmotoring.com sells. Hey. You know they sell exterior body panels, like. All different ones, especially for you first-gen owners, R50, R53, even R60 owners, like wheel arch trim pieces, like uh, JCW style grills, the the black insert part that everybody loves so much, and it just looks really hot. This one I have on my mini, right? Not only that, but replacement pieces for the inside of your car, like your you know your shift your uh, gear shift knob starts getting faded and gross, or your e-brake handle starts getting kind of crappy, you know, from all the French fry salt, and hand grease. You can get all that stuff plus even more over at motoring.com. Besides that. Uh, Aaron over there, he carries a full line of replacement parts for your car. All the things. uh, Brakes, clutch stuff, electrical stuff, exhaust stuff, um, just stuff for the engine in general, heater and air conditioning stuff, uh, intake pieces, all of that, maintenance stuff, oil change kits and the like. You can get that all over at OutMotoring.com. Really cool trick, too, is when you're at OutMotoring.com, I want you to make sure you take a minute and sign up for the email newsletter. When you do that, you'll get the emails from outmotoring.com that's going to remind you of all the awesome things that they sell at outmotoring.com. And you get your very own 5% discount code so that when you do shop, you can save 5%. Super duper awesome. All you have to do is go over to outmotoring.com. Go do that and uh, get signed up. And we uh, think that's really cool. Almotoring.com Mini Performance Speed and Fuel Filter Element Gen One. That's outmotoring.com. No, for real, so I have them there.
1: So it's the day after the Super Bowl. Did you guys watch the the, the big uh, the big game?
2: Yeah, I was there just for the mini ad.
1: Pretty much. I, I agree the same thing. Chad, uh I know you're not a huge sports fan. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, you know, that was a great basketball game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I liked it when they got the touchdown and they put it through the hoop and then the goalie caught the ball again. And that Chad, was know, amazing. Chad's not that aggregate. <laughs> yeah. Chad's not no, that worried about sports. I thought it was
2: hockey. Were we talking yeah. hockey? Yeah. 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 Oh,
3: no. <laughs> the one guy with all the pads, what was that? You know, but, No, I I probably, I've watched it before. It's, you know, it's an entertaining time because, you know, it is such a a hype. hype. But uh, we're still just uh, rolling without TV here. So, um, you know, we did not watch it, but uh, I have seen the ad online and, um, you know, we have some,
1: some feedback from it. But anyway, for those of you who did watch the Super Bowl, the big news was that there was a mini ad, right? And people have only been talking about this for what the last two, well, probably about the last two weeks, because mm-hmm. th- they posted it. Um, and so, uh, Brian, I want your thoughts on the on the actual ad itself, and then we'll talk about the campaign <clears throat> as a whole. So, what do you think well, about the ad for, I, that was on the Super Bowl?
2: Um, I'm gonna tuck my mini hat in somewhere where no one can see it. Yeah, but I agree with, you know, on the last show, you guys had made a made a uh, observation, which I. Completely agree with. I think it's just a grown-up version of not normal. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, you know the ad post Super Bowl has had some serious impact. There's been some articles on Mashable and USA Today and and just on you know how well it was orchestrated. But it wasn't the only big game player of the day. I mean, there were still some pretty powerful ads that that got put out there. Um, generally you know we've looked back on the super bowl and it's been like one ad that's like you know totally blown us away but there was you know probably half a dozen or so that were really really good um i think from a mini perspective it's it's definitely dovetailed into where mini's been going in the last six months you know we've definitely changed this smart premium idea the ad is super clean um we've got some you know the 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 larger gentleman that's in the ad that says what does he say Todd I can't remember
1: um uh, he's with
2: he's standing with a carbon
1: yeah yeah um, yeah but I, I don't know nobody knows who that guy is who is he he's a
2: he is a he's a customer he is an owner he owns a car and the little girl with the red hair that's his daughter ah with the countryman um and I can't remember his name um they they, you know, talked about him on our. We had a marketing call about the whole ad right. and stuff like a week and a half ago. Right. Um, but yeah, that's who that is. He's just, you know, straight up owner. Um, but I thought that it was, you know, a very interesting group of of celebrities that were that were chosen. You know,
1: it was, and um, where uh, I mean, I liked the ad, but I think here's the problem: is all of us sitting here, we've seen the campaign from from the beginning. And that is the individual ads with uh, Abby Wambach, with Serena Williams, with T-Pain and Randy Johnson and uh, Tony Hawk, right? We, we've seen all those and those were real authentic and genuine. And they talked about driving the mini and how many of them either owned a mini before or own one now still. Okay. Right. And that's what made them seem really genuine. Now, uh, fast forward to this because uh, uh, my lady friend she goes to work this morning, day after the Super Bowl, and goes into her office. And of course, everybody in her office knows that you know she's a mini person and, and all of this. And she texts me, and she's like, "Everyone in my office wants to know what the heck was up with the mini ad." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Nobody got it." And I go like, "So then we started talking a little bit, and the non-mini people like just it and." maybe to the benefit of the ad it's not that complicated but if you hadn't seen all of the stuff leading up to it you might think that you know you got Serena Williams saying this is a chick car or this you know or you know Abby Wambach saying this is a gay car and she used air quotes you saw her do that and you know T-Pain saying this is not hip-hop and so apart from the campaign you might think those people are saying that and labeling the car as that, which is kind of the point, but you don't know the backstory that they all drive minis or have driven minis in the past on a regular basis, which kind of turns that even more on its ear. So I get from a perspective of, if you're a non-mini you know, mini owner who has never seen any of the stuff on this ad and you watch it, You might leave scratching your head. Now, here is where it succeeded: is that I learned today that during the Super Bowl, that the mini ad was the number three most Googled uh, commercial of Mm. the Super Bowl. Okay, it was number three, and um, that's pretty success. That that to me means it was successful because it's driving people to ask those questions and to uh, to look further, like. They they'll recognize most people are going to recognize Serena Williams, right? But other than maybe Tony Hawk, um, I wonder if people your average people are going to know who everybody else was.
3: Yeah, I only knew uh, a couple people out of that. Like, I was just actually uh, googling who uh, Amby Wombach is, and you know because I was I was looking at the ad going, okay, is she like some gay activist that now she's <laughs> doing just... quotes? Yeah, with, yeah, no, she's she a lesbian. Some... Is this what is there a play on words because? That's kind of what I thought and you know it's totally fine if she is that's cool. She is an openly gay uh soccer <laughs> okay. player, soccer star. Well, that, and then that makes that makes more sense. So yep. yep. But I I didn't know who she was until I was just reading it. And it would have been nice if they would have put on there maybe like you know who she was, what she was and then be like mini owner on on you know a, a small on the bottom because you know I only knew you know three or four people out of that entire person too. And, you know, along the lines of that owner being, you know, just an owner, you know, type of thing. So that would have been nice to put that in on small print. But again, it would also clutter up the ad, make things look tinier on our screens and stuff versus a, Mm -hmm. you know, super plasma TV that uh, would have a lot more room. So,
1: yeah, well, and yeah, you're right. And then there's there's like Randy Johnson, whose nickname Mm -hmm. for people who aren't baseball fans. His nickname is the big unit. Okay. And uh, the man stands six feet, 10 inches tall. Okay. Yep. He's 6'10". Now, if you watch his individual interview ad for this campaign, that's uh, that's really cool. He talks about fitting in a mini and driving it around when, uh, didn't he play for the Yankees? Um Am I correct in that
2: I can only remember him playing for the Diamondbacks, but I know he's played for a bunch of others.
1: Yeah, played know. for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, he played for the Yankees in two thousand five and two thousand six. But um, and so we talked about driving around New York, driving a mini, because it was easy to get in and out of traffic. So anyway, so you got this guy who's six foot ten, and then you got T Pain, who is yeah. kind of a controversial person who's had labels put on him by the music industry. You know, there was the the big rift between him and and uh, oh Jay Z. Jay Z, you yeah, know, Jay-Z. over, uh, over auto tune because Jay Z's all anti autotune and that's what T Pain is famous for. Yeah, in the rap game. So you you see this, and you start diving into the ad, and you realize there really is genius behind the whole thing mm-hmm. from the ground up because T Pain he's been labeled as he's not hip hop, okay? That he's just a big you know that that is a joke. But then again, he's made a lot of money in a lot of catchy songs, you know, like him or, or not. Yeah. And the same goes true to uh, Randy Johnson. Great pitcher, um, but not everybody likes him, you know. He's a 100-mile-per-hour-throwing, you know, badass.
3: You know, one of the things I did, because I just watched the ad again here on my laptop, and, you know, for that guy that was six uh, ten, they did kind of a weird camera, camera- angle yeah. for yeah, they him. They did that on purpose. Yep. <laughs> But it didn't maybe
1: really emphasize how tall he was, you know? Well, and it almost, that that part almost seems gimmicky because I know for certain I had a friend who was 6'8 who uh, drove a Mini all the time. It was his regular car, and he fit just fine. Now, it was an R53 with a sunroof, and with the sunroof, remember, you get an extra inch or so of, of headroom there, but he really didn't need it. He was completely comfortable, and he loved his Mini and so anyway the whole point of it is that you know serena williams is calling it a chick car well we've been fighting that since 2002 but those of us three guys here on the show i don't not drive a mini because people refer that some people refer to it as a chick car how about you guys
2: no never do
1: i don't give i don't give a shit about that no yeah i don't either and i mean chad your car is like stripped down to a flat-out race car
3: yeah it's pretty masculine when you actually look at it but again <laughs> i've driven some very non-masculine cars before and i've yeah. never really ever gotten crap for it either this
1: is chad who used to drive around in a pink mini for crying out loud <laughs> but anyway well
2: i mean even if i drive you know if i drive my wife's car and you've seen my wife's car it's got a pink you know yeah. stubby antenna bullet you know 50 caliber bullet antenna that we got from craven speed yeah yeah and it's got green accents all over it and you know i mean come on yeah it's my I current drive that uh, with lady no friend's car oh, has got
3: yeah. pink wheels and pink mirror caps and and stuff and you know i i'm not afraid to rock that car because it's lowered it sounds good it's got all ah. the you know fun stuff on it but uh it's very pink you know yeah so
1: well anyway i think and and there's been a lot of good response i, I have to say that uh, me uh, for a long time being in the ad world I've got a lot of friends in advertising right now um, uh, who are in this game right and yep. there has, this ad campaign in general has been very well received in the ad world uh, people are saying that it's, it's, it's really brilliant and I agree with them on, on a lot of hands but I think we're going to start seeing more of it as a campaign not just a standalone Super Bowl ad like hey this is a really good ad no, it's, it's a piece in a puzzle that's, that's coming together and it's really kind of a genius puzzle.
2: Yeah, it absolutely, I, I mean, I think I encourage people to go and watch, you know, the behind the scenes sh- uh, video that was posted also. Yeah, that was very good. And cool. then each one of their interview ones, I think that are each about, what, five minutes long, Todd, something like that?
1: Yeah, they're maybe two, three, four minutes. And that, that
2: helps with the backstory on each character and then you get an idea of, well, oh, now I totally get this commercial, you know? Right. And I love the fact that it did, it did generate questions it did make people go and pull out their keyboards and start banging away at google to figure it out
1: yeah well and yeah. i i do think also that we all know here we're all pretty active on on facebook and twitter and the social medias that the mini world of of social media and um uh, all that's involved there is very active and very passionate there are some some very passionate people on facebook and twitter about their minis and they're all reposting this and it's getting reposted and their friends and family are clicking on it and uh it's just getting a lot of play and i think it's a good thing now from that point here's something interesting and it's going to be over with by the time this show goes live but mini is offering and i'm sure this is complete marketing to see how well received the super bowl ad was There's an extra $500 credit towards a new Mini going on right now, and it's for 48 hours. It was from the time the Super Bowl aired on Sunday, and there's a handful of dealers that are open on Sunday, but I doubt anybody was out buying a Mini during the Super Bowl. Who knows? There probably was somewhere. So it goes from then to the end of the day on Tuesday. And uh, it's a special deal. And I'm me, I'm a cynic person about advertising in general. I look at it and I go, well, clearly all they're doing is going to find out how effective this was at immediate kind of getting people to immediately get to a dealer and buy a Mini. Um, Brian, your thoughts on that?
2: Well, I agree with that, but the reach is not the same as it is for a Super Bowl ad. I mean, it's going to drive people to maybe, you know, MiniUSA.com Defy labels, but
1: it's you know, not going to drive people the, to a mini dealer within 48 hours to buy a car. Yeah,
2: I think that you know if we were if if mini felt that it was going to give that kind of impact and utilize that, like what they should have done is announced it before the Super Bowl and then said this this is active, you know this this particular offer is active after the Super Bowl is over. Well, and it was so uh, or, until Tuesday. Yeah, or incorporated
3: now. in the ad. So that, or
2: incorporated in the ad. Yeah, one of those <laughs> because, two things should have happened.
3: That would have definitely been able to be like, okay, we, we put this ad out there. Then people came and bought the cars because it was only on this ad and that directly re- affected but then, that.
1: But then that's almost like having a sale and going, well, is it, you know, was, was that what got people in here? Was it we advertised at this or did we get people in here and it was organic? Because I think well, from, a, from a marketing standpoint, from the back end, you want I'll, to see. I'll tell
3: you that, you know, as a man who has been looking at a marketing quite a bit you know having an ad like that and getting so much google traffic to your website and stuff is huge i mean yeah. that is yeah. amazing yeah. to have that much traffic come back to you but to actually get that person to buy and stuff that's that's a whole nother right kind of i think
1: struggle i think you guys are both right about that you know yeah. in itself and i'm not sure that's I, i'm assuming that's that's what they're doing with this camp that you know the the 500 of immediate money and uh i think we've all just said in the first 10 minutes of the show here how this is more of a long tail thing and it's part of mm-hmm. the new, it's part of the rebrand. Oh, yeah. It's it's basically <laughs> part of putting a new face on Mini that is yeah. kind of long overdue. And I know, man, you remember last summer when, when this first came out that all this was gonna, ha- actually it was before last summer, it was like last spring, we started talking about, hey, this is coming down, not everybody's gonna like it, but it's a necessary thing to happen in the evolution of the company, right? I think the collective mini enthusiast community lost their shit last spring when they found out that um, not normal was going away and everything black was now going to be white and plain um, People lost their minds for a little while and now that it's been out for a while, I think people are starting to uh, you know they're, they're starting to lighten up to it and and realize oh this is a good thing
2: you know what's funny is that you guys had broke this God it had to have been May or April last year when you were talking about oh you know we're changing we're going from black to white and you know the MAs are now going to have a dress code and remember that Yep. remember back that's happening I mean that's literally what's going to happen You know, this year sometime is that we're going to have some sort of dress code, so T-shirts and flip-flops are gone. (laughs) Yeah, all the flip-flops, all that stuff is gone. So I mean, it's all going to be about burgundy and silver. Yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) like anything,
3: you have to you have to grow up a little bit. You have to take it to next uh, that next level, and you have to get rid of some of the bad boy appearances to sell it to more mass people. And we've seen this over and over and over again. Many owners like one thing, and they don't like to change it. Well, the Gen 1 owners are the Gen 1 owners. The Gen 2 owners don't really like the Gen 1 and don't really like the Gen 3, and the classic people hate everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. You know, and then it, so it's like, they're almost reinventing themselves every uh, generation, you know, type and, of thing. So it's, it's it, uh, they just don't want to change.
1: There's a little bit of that, but I think there's also, and um, I, I mean, I've heard this from so many, so many people from the top of many, David Duncan and Tom Noble, uh, when you head of marketing about how they're really fighting to overcome these labels that have been put on many, some of them self-imposed since the beginning, you know, back in 2002 and 2003, when these cars were advertised, they were cheeky and fun and goof. I, you know, hesitate to use the term goofy, but some of the ads were completely goofy and just funny and fun. You know, yeah. it was all about being that crazy person on the fringe. And now it's still kind of about that. Now it's more about being you, kind of still making your own path and not caring what people say, but buying something because you like it. And that to me says, hey, let the brand stand on its own because it's it's one of the best cars out there you can buy. And uh, buy it and don't give a crap what people say, you know, uh, about the car and, and what's, been, what's been said about it, and with that, the marketing kind of has to match it. Now, everything from, you know, the dealers aren't going to be black anymore. They're going to have to paint all the buildings. Now, that's going to take a couple of years to go about, but everything is slowly changing, and you're starting to see like the website's all new. You yeah. know, all the black is gone, all the border crazy borders and everything. So,
2: what's funny, Todd, is that you you know you say that, but you know the UK site is still yep they're still in their blacks and they're still but they're showing all the new stuff but they're still in black and you know I mean on that link that we uh, you and I talked about last week about the all four already being for sale in uh, in Europe Uh it's you know they're they're slowly rolling it out, but the U.S. obviously is. I don't want to say it a test market, but it's pretty darn close to that at this point.
1: Well, it's the it's the largest market for many. It's back yeah. and forth between the largest market, but it's currently the largest market for many. So you kind of get that they have to they have to lead the way. Now this is and, and unless anybody think about it, this is not just a U.S. thing. It's a global push to rebrand Mini altogether, <laughs> and part of that is because BSSP you know, the ad company for for Mini in the U.S., Mini USA, is also the company of record for Mini Corporate, Mini AG in Germany. And I don't know if a lot of people know that, but they have been since 2012. I think they got the gig uh, for the global brand. Um, Man, what year did we go to France for uh, Mini United? That was 2012. So from late 2012. So anyway um it's a whole global branding that's happening it's coming down and i think everybody's starting to relax about it a little bit going yeah, oh, the car's still fun we still like it so you know but all in all i think it was a good ad i think it was fairly well received it didn't the uh i took part in the what was that the uh so yeah i i did that during the game last night and rated all the commercials and uh, the mini ad was the only one i gave 10 to Um, but it scored number 34 out of 63 ads total, you know, a most popular ad. Now there was razor thin margins in between them. I'm talking the difference of like point, you know, it was like a 4.9 and the next one was like 4.93. So it was very close to a lot of in the middle, but I think it was received very well. I enjoyed the ad. Um, I thought it was interesting that they decided to go with color when all the other ones were in black and white mm-hmm so man. yeah
2: that's interesting too
1: yep yep we'll see what comes down the well what comes down the pike As you know what it
2: reminded me of the first time I saw it before I, the first time I saw the whole defy campaign was you know back in the I think it was the early 2000s or even in the 90s when when Apple was doing the think different ads right it, it was very similar to that where it just I was like okay well here's all this white space here's you know a product that's barely colorful and then a silhouette of, you know, XYZ with two or three words at the very end. You know, that's kind of how I thought about it. I thought, well, it's a good direction for us to go in that cleanliness look, but we'll see. Smart premium.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, man, we've talked about this before. And, Brian, you've been driving, speaking of premium, so the flagship of the new uh, rebrand, if you will, is going to be the new Clubman. Correct. And Brian, you've been driving in a new Clubman for the last couple of weeks, right?
2: Um, yeah, I've actually. We got a couple of cars from Mini uh, before the end of the year. Uh, one of them I've been using as my uh, as my genius car, so I will, you know, go out and visit customers remotely. Um, and my particular one is melting silver with a black roof and Um It is pretty much, you know, dialed in top to bottom, with the exception of the fact that it has halogens. Oh my gosh! What were
3: um, they I, I, thinking? I, I, Hasn't that come standard yet? The uh, <laughs> no, the
1: Xenon. No, it's still an upcharge, man. It's they got to make money. Upcharge. They got to make money on something.
2: Yeah. Well, these are you know these are pun- these are demo cars that were released from many early. They were these were ones that we didn't build. So these were ones that that were sent to the dealers. So, you know, it, it totally doesn't surprise me that three out of the or two out of the four cars we got from many have halogens on them. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if there's, you know, one negative, that's the only one. Aside from that, um, I've probably put, I don't know, close to 1,000 miles on that car, I think, um, driving it around. and.
1: So, what are your thoughts? Because you also have an F56 Cooper S, right? Um, yeah. It's not a break-in period, so.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I got to say, I really like it um, for a, for a couple of different reasons. One... Um, the eight-speed auto is unbelievable. Uh, cruising down the freeway at you know seventy, seventy-five miles an hour, and your car's barely over two thousand RPM. Right. Um, it's making its own gas. Yeah. Uh, I know that you know, put that thing in green mode and take it on a long trip. You're gonna get high forties easily without even trying. Right. Um, I love the I love the fact of how wide it is. I mean, if you really try to throw it into a corner it's it holds itself pretty well the only probably if i were going to say a a complaint is it just doesn't have enough power it needs more power it's got to be you know 189 is not enough 210 would probably be good right jcw 228 would probably be right in there would be perfect for that car
1: well they are going to do an upgrade for it you'll be able to get the jcw exhaust and upgrade uh on the cooper s that that is coming You know, it's not officially coming yet, but from us, it's officially coming. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you that now. So I think that's going to be a nice sweet spot for that car is an upgraded Cooper S or the JCW, which is also coming later this year. But um, what do you think of the premium aspect of it? Does it feel a lot nicer
2: than, you know, comparatively to an F to the other F cars? um, You know, the dash styling, the 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 leather that's being used um, all the accent pieces um all the aesthetics on the inside of the car definitely take another step or two up from you know the f56 f55s yeah
1: and Um, and then even before then your your previous car before that was a countryman
2: correct yeah it was and i still have a countryman because my wife has a countryman but so even that it's it's generational you know from I don't want to call it mediocre, but the interior on that, on you know, the R60 is not, not amazing um, in comparison to, when we, to when we went to the F. Well, we went to the F cars the F56. You know, things and the electronics and everything started working the way they were originally designed to do. <laughs> um, and um, and now that we're in, you know, in the next generation. Um, it's even better. You know, I, I still f- say there's a ton of room for improvement, yeah. um, you know, especially if we start getting some of the stuff that's like in the new seven series. Right. Um, we're definitely we're definitely going to be in that premium, um, you know, category. Well, and I um, think
1: as the prices eke up a little bit, I, I know this right now. We've got a, uh, a Clubman S on our showroom here in Kansas City that is stickered at forty four six. Wow. And that's pretty spendy for a car. But I look at that and I go, well, it's a nice car. And yes, it's a whole lot more premium than the other minis and everything like that. I look at it and go, okay, if I make the mental decision that yes, $44,600 is an acceptable amount of money to spend on a car and I can afford that, do I want to buy that mini, or do I want to buy what else is available to me for $44,600 that's going to give me most of the things about the mini going to be the four doors, a little bit of hauling capacity, uh, interesting to drive and, and premium aspects. And um, right now my answer is there's quite a few things on the market in that price range <laughs> that, yeah, for sure, you know, that I could get. And so I'm kind of left scratching my head. Like you said, Brian, when you, when, when it was like, there's still room to, to go. I think they've got to compete at a whole nother level when you can equip a car to that point.
2: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I mean, you know, the body style is is they definitely did their homework. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that has been borrowed from BMW. You know, we've got venting behind the front wheels, you know, to allow that air to come out from you know inside the front wheel cavity, um, and the fact that it's just a little bit larger in the back. And you know, when you put the seats down, it's there is tons of space in there. And the one thing that I noticed, and I. I outfitted a a Clubman just about a week ago with a roof box, you know, that that Thule Mini roof box is long, it never fits on any one of the Minis properly, except a Clubman. It's perfectly designed for a Clubman roof. So, I mean, that car with that roof box, you know, that's going to be a good family trip, you know, across the country kind of a car, so.
1: Well, I think it's the best looking Mini yet there's there's no question about it so Brian what's it like to be a a, a mini genius up there
2: well I mean it's not I mean it, here's my story is that i I started at this dealer about this time last year as an as a motoring advisor and you know did my best to to do that um and lasted until I don't know late July kind of took a little bit of time off and then um was you know was offered the the genius role uh, at my dealer um and uh the reason I was offered it obviously is just because of my, you know, the background I have with Mini and and just the the mere passion of it all.
1: Your encyclopedic knowledge of the brand.
2: <laughs> yeah, and and what's funny is that um, you know the way that the way the Genius program works, and it's it all dovetails dovetails into a program that that Mini BMW have started called Encore um, or Second Date is what a lot of people know it as. And I think we're moving more toward the encore moniker as um, what it is, and that typically is uh, the genius follows up with a, a a new customer or a new family member is what I call them, um, about two to three weeks post purchase, and that's generally when they have enough time to sort of absorb the car, um, generate one or a hundred questions depending on you know which car they have and and their level of uh, uh, interest in the car. And that's my job is to help them through that. In addition to that, I also support the sales team um, with questions on cars, nuances. Um, You know, I stay pretty close to the pulse. And I, you know, I will say that, um, you know, I am obviously an avid White Roof listener because you and Gabe and um, DB and Chad um, and Alex are in Motoring File are a wealth of knowledge. Uh, Nathaniel, too, to a certain extent, although he's gone more two-wheel than anything else right now.
1: <laughs> or at least a wealth <laughs> of opinions. <How's laughs> or at <that>? least,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, But, you know, that's that's primarily what I do um, on a day-to-day basis. I, I have been helping with uh, um, sort of a rollout of a new uh, program called Relay from, from uh, Mini and uh, BMW. And uh, that's just to help geniuses across the country. It's funny is that there's very few of us, uh, across the country, and money dealers don't have them. Uh, they don't really feel the need to have them. Right. Um, and then there are some that completely embrace them, and that's you know my dealer, um, the one that's north of me. They have a couple. Um, it's funny, is the BMW store uh, right next to us? They have five geniuses.
1: Oh my um, gosh.
2: Which is, I think, is crazy. Um, you know, I went down there and met them one day, and it was like, you know, I was walking into a you know, a high school gymnasium of craziness, you know?
1: (laughs) Well, Um, and that's the last couple of BMW dealers I've been into. I have seen more salespeople for per square foot than just about any car dealer I've ever been in my life.
2: Exactly. It's crazy. And you really can't even breathe on that lot, let alone step on it, um, without having somebody right up in your face like, yeah, you, know, you want to buy cars? So basically,
3: this. it's kind of like a furniture store. Then you, you, a mean, car? you want to buy cars. As soon as you open the, the door, you're you're inundated by salespeople. <laughs> yeah, a, Mat- a
2: mattress store, Todd. You oh, know I mean? Dad, You yeah. know, it's it's like that. It's it's uh and it's a good thing. I mean, it's you know, there's a oh there's yeah definitely a different clientele that works on the you know that works uh, or that goes to a BMW store compared to a mini store. Although, you know, now we're starting to make those lines come a little bit closer together. Well, at forty-four
1: thousand um, dollars. You know, you start you start consider an X1. Now, I don't think it has the style that a Clubman has, but you're definitely in the price range.
2: Well, and I think that on that point, and now you brought that model up, Todd, is that, you know, when we see the new Countryman, it's, there's not going to be a whole lot of difference there. You know, we're going to see a car that's pretty darn similar, and, and even you, though the price change is going to be higher. But
1: That's true. And and you know what somebody said was that, um, one, BMW really doesn't care because their bottom line is, is the same, whether somebody comes in to buy a new Clubman or they go over and buy an X1. And that's right. true to a certain extent, but they want minis to sell, you know? And so then you start looking at a car company and go, well, why do they have cars that basically compete with themselves, mm-hmm. right? Because now BMW, there's a, uh, a one series, a two series, a three series, a four series, five series, a six series, and a seven series, and then all sorts of X versions in between there and M versions in between there so you've got everything there to compete with you know a handful of those can cross over and compete with mini at least on a cost level um but i do think that mini still has a little ways to go to get to the premium level that bmw feels when you get in one
2: yeah you know it's funny um i was listening to uh a different podcast uh i don't know know if you listen to the Mac Break Weekly guys, you know, the Apple guys, so there was a a little bit of discussion about you know, BMW's uh, nomenclature with cars as far as, you know, 1 Series, 2 Series, 3 Series, and that Apple is starting to go that direction with the naming conventions on their phones Right, is that that will start taking over the fact that it's just going to be a a 6 Series phone or a 5 Series phone. I mean, they're going to reintroduce the 4-inch whatever, you know, Five, SE. I think is what Right, they're going back to the out. five. Yeah, they're going back to yeah. the five nomenclature. So I, I, I see that uh, you know a lot of cars are, you know, I mean, there's no nothing wrong with that. I think it's really good. But
1: well, the same point. Here's a speaking of cars, I'll segue to this. Is here's an interesting t- statistic that um, I uh, read in a trade journal today. That says that 2015 was the uh, is now officially the best year of sales for automobiles in the United States on record. And it beat out the year 2000. And so last year in the US, uh, about 17.4 million new cars were sold. 17.4 million, okay? Wow. And so what did Mini sell last year? 60,000 cars in the US, Mm -hmm. right? You look at that, that's three-tenths of 1% of all new cars sold in the US. And, and we all get kind of hyped up and excited about it and about the brand, but then when you look at it on the perspective of, of all cars sold in the USA, that is three cars out of a thousand. I mean, we are talking, Mini is so incredibly, incredibly small on the landscape of automobiles in the US each year. Totally true. Does that just blow your mind?
2: Yeah, it it really
1: does. Because you you drive down the road and you like you th- we think we see minis every day. You know, it's like oh, I see ten minis a day, and we we just might, because all of us have mini dealers in our you know in our cities. Unlike places like if you're driving around South Dakota, you probably don't see them that much. But uh, that was a sobering statistic um, that I read, and what I do think is one of the more interesting things. The overarching uh, uh, point of this article was on how car companies over the next couple years are gonna be offering more custom options. And how we've come full circle from the original automobile, (laughs) the original Ford automobile, Henry Ford's idea was to make all of these exactly the same. You know, the old saying, you can have any color you want as long as you want black. (laughs) You know, and every car was the same and people were just excited they could get from point A to point B without having to get out a horse. Okay, (laughs) so now we've, you know, fast forward however many years it's been since the you know 1910 when that happened or 199, or whenever it was uh now it's all about customization and you know premium uh, uh materials and things like that and you see that's the trend we've always been there with minis we've always customized our cars we all put stripes on them and paint them funky colors and and uh you know, wrap parts on the inside of the car and do all this crazy thing. And now finally the rest of the automotive world is starting to catch on to this. And to me it's starting to make like it was our secret for a while, right? You know, in the mini world, the customization was what we were all about. I mean, Brian, you'd customize the crap out of your countrymen and and your your F fifty six, right?
2: Yeah, I did with your help. <laughs> <laughs> but you made it but, yours. Uh, you
1: made it unique to yours, right? No, you know.
2: Yeah, I absolutely did, and it was all about. Uh, it, and that's the thing is that every mini is an extension of your personality. That's how it. It should be looked at. My my wife's car, like, totally an extension of her personality. Absolutely. Uh, my car is the same way, um, and I you know I see you know we see them all the time. Todd and you you, you know, start people off with a good you know first step and then they go crazy you know
1: yeah and you know that too and chad you know you've built a business on it of once people start modifying their cars like once you get that itch to mod your car you want to do the next thing and just when you think you've got it the way you want it and you like it you see something else some new product or somebody did something to their car that they're like i gotta do that
3: (laughs) I, I yeah. actually have to stop people. I was like, you know what? Just stop. You've gone over the top.
1: There's too much. You've got too
3: many colors on here. Really? Like, like let's pull this back a little bit. Let's yeah. We're
1: not going to name, we're not going to name names, but we all know that guy, whoever oh, it is. Oh yeah.
3: There's also you know, the, the people are like,
1: well, I don't know. It's a warranty thing.
3: And you know, it's like, Really, you're putting in window tint. Yeah. they are not going to avoid your warranty for that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you really have to be like, look, don't be afraid to step outside the box just a little bit. And you you have to nudge the white people and pull the other people back. And then you have some people that are in the middle and, you know, they become the great friends because so, they know yeah. what they're doing. And you go out and
1: actually have a dinner
3: with them and, and relax. But, uh, yeah, I mean,
1: well, and that- people, some people are all over the board. And that's really what brings the conversation full circle about this whole Defy Labels campaign and the mini ad is that, you know what, make it yours. If you like it, do whatever you want to it. It's your car and you can be proud of it. And I think we all know most mini owners out there are like that. And we've been to events like Mini Takes the States. When you go to a parking lot and literally you see a sea of two or 300 minis owned by individuals and you see everything from, you know, full wrapped cars to, you know, you got the matrix graphics on one of them and then you've got funky neon lime graphics on another one and you got carbon fiber everywhere and you got silver and black and chrome and, and all of this. And I really think that that's at the heart of what makes Mini um, such a great brand and we all still love it so much. And I really think that's what this new ad campaign is trying to let people know is, hey, make it yours. You know, this is, this is still a great car, but there's nothing wrong with, with, uh, making it yours and making a statement. So,
2: yeah, I completely agree with that, Tom.
1: Yep. Yep. So anyway, well, Brian, it was good to talk to you. I'm sure we'll have you back soon. Um, yeah,
2: I am so happy that I finally got a chance to, to come on the show and to visit with you. I'm sad that, that, uh, you know, Don's parental fever, uh, <laughs> took over and Alex's, <laughs> move whatever you want to call it to San Francisco, you know, took <laughs> over the show too. But I mean, it's always good to, to catch up with you guys. And, and uh, you know, you've been a big part of our, our history too, my, meaning my wife and myself. So, I mean, it's, it's always
1: a good thing. Well, that's awesome. You guys are good friends. We, we like having the uh, people like you guys in the community. I mean, you're, you're brand ambassadors as much as anything. And I think everybody who's a mini owner, you know, who's enthusiastic is a brand ambassador also. And I know many USA appreciates that because, We're out all every day selling cars for them by talking to people and
2: everything. Absolutely,
1: you know that's the way it goes. So hey, go out there, defy some labels, and uh, enjoy your new mini. Stripe it up. Go to Chad. Have have Chad uh, do some mods to it. Even if it's nothing more than putting some springs on it or a sway bar, make it more fun to drive.
2: Yeah, I have one more thing I wanted to add though. Yes, sir. Uh, You know, you guys when you guys hit the road, you always seem to get you know the awesome rental cars. Yes. You know. What'd you get? Uh I got a Mazda 2.
1: Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry I laugh a little bit.
2: It's a... <laughs> It's a rounded version of a Spark is basically what it is. Oh jeez. And it's white. So, you know, all kind I mean if we wanted to throw the explicit tag in on the show, we could definitely say that it's just, you know, a big dollop of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway.
1: That is too funny. No, I think yeah. the last time I rented a car that Small. Um, I did when I was in Philadelphia a year ago. I think I rented a spark. Yeah, I think it was. We've a... had a
2: couple. We've rented a couple sparks. They they don't have enough power to get out of their own way. Yeah.
1: No, they they really don't. And you yeah. feel like you're gonna break it every time you close the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so yeah, it's sure. so thin. It's like, oh, I'm gonna. I'm, yeah, I feel like the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Grab <under> the <laughs> oh, yeah. that's too funny. That's too funny. Well. Yeah. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the rental. Drive the shit out of it. <laughs>
0: for sure. <laughs> it's time to thank another one of the sponsors here underneath the white roof. Our friends over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com. You know they built the electric mini, and I talk about that all the time. But what they really do is they make really cool custom-crafted parts and accessories for your Mini Cooper, computer-controlled, robots using Unobtainium and uh, Gold LeMay make the awesomest things for your Mini, like the Craven Speed Springs, which we love. If you have an R53, you're going to use the Craven Speed Pulley. The the Pod adapter, squeezy thing, we love that. And for you people who don't have to have to have a license plate but don't want to do holes in your bumper, the Platypus Mount. That plus so, so much more, all available over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com. When you're there, make sure you take a minute. Sign up for the email newsletter. It's right at the bottom of the homepage. You can't miss it. It's super simple. And then go shop for the things that you need. And then when you do check out, make sure that you mention, uh, you know, that you say thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, being our friends, Craven Speed. CravenSpeed.com, home of the electric mini.
1: Well, guys, thanks for your time. I'm gonna let DB close out the show uh, with our last sponsor spot, and uh, hey, we'll see you guys all on the flip side.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Finally, I don't want you guys to forget about motoringstripes.com. It's almost Mini Takes Estates season, right, Todd?
1: It is. It's always Mini Takes Estates season. Always
0: Mini Takes state season, and Todd's got you guys hooked up with all the graphics that you need for your Mini for Mini Takes Estates. I want you guys to get over to motoringstripes.com. You get your door magnets, your your badges, your all the things. Uh, not only that. But I haven't looked, but can I get the White Roof Radio Sunroof Delete Kit yet? No. Oh! Um, so, but if you want it, just send Todd a message and say, dude, I need a White Roof Radio Sunroof Delete Kit. And he'll say, well, close your roof. Send me money. I'll send you the thing. Yes. Done, done. If you want the F56 uh, boot protector, just go, hey, I need the F56 boot protector. He goes, okay, cool. If you want the Countryman boot protector, you just go and order it. Done and done. Do you still do that? We still have a coupon code over here, Todd?
1: Yes, and it still works.
0: See, perfect. And if you use the coupon code of 5050 uh, on any of your purchases from motoringstripes.com, you're going to save 5% on that order. And that includes the MTTS stuff. That's pretty rad. Anyway, go over there, check it out, motoringstripes.com, because, you know, blanket is boring. Really quick, gang, before we finish up here, I want to remind you guys we did have a programming note. I reminded you back at 582, I believe, uh, that we had to make some changes to our recording schedule. So now we're recording on Mondays instead of Thursdays, which gives us uh, the show coming out on Wednesday instead of uh, Monday. Uh, I know this is like going to be a huge change because we've been the same way for the last 10 years, but your, patient, your patience is appreciated with the change-up. Uh, we, we were missing news that was landing on Friday, and we, you know, we recorded the day before, and our schedules lately just couldn't line up on Thursdays. Mondays are a much better day for us, so again, we appreciate uh, your patience as we transition to the new release day. I uh, want to thank special thanks to our man Brian Dallas for uh, joining us and filling in for DB and Alex while we were out. That was awfully cool of him to do. Um, but otherwise, we're done for the night, gang. Just, I, I've been reading a lot of bicycle stuff, and it's always like Portland and stuff like that in Oregon. And just like this cracks me up, damn hippies. But anyway, um, this is a part of show, gang, where I do like to make the funny clicking sounds. And then I'd say. Questions, comments, or concerns, you can go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There, you can leave us in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week, thank Mr. I'm done. Cheers, and from the other guys, also. Bye.